Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Two headlines. Oh, actually, three. Three headlines. Greta Thunberg has been detained in some sort of climate activist thing at some sort of oil meeting. How dare you? How dare you? You have stolen my dreams. Leaked details coming out of Britney Spears' autobiography. I don't care about any of the details. JT <laughs> blah, got, blah, 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 blah. JT got her pregnant. She had an abortion. That's in her autobiography. JT? Justin Timberlake. Oh, oh. When oh. they were like 18 years old or maybe oh, younger. Boy. I don't know. I didn't read that part. Maybe they're not even 18. I don't know. Um, I don't understand the new here's who I slept with phenomenon for celebrity bios. I think it's so incredibly uncool. Just mm-hmm. like incredibly uncool. Here's a very private, important, difficult thing that happened between us when we were in love. Now you're going to put it in a book years later for profit. What the hell is that? That um, that fits in with my theory of ass. I probably ought to pronounce it differently. It's A-A-S, Attention Addiction Society. I was thinking about this the other day. How many things going on are because people are desperate for attention or fame, I suppose. And if you have kind of gotten clicks every way you can think of, intimate sexual details is next up. If it gets clicks, I don't want to hear your it's not gentlemanly crap. What are you talking about? The only thing that matters is attention. Yeah, I think that's a very uncool development in our... uh society anyway and then the other thing they're going to start voting here in just a little bit for speaker of the house and um nobody seems to think that jim jordan has the votes going into it so maybe they're gonna do like they did with mccarthy a couple months ago and 
vote and vote and vote and vote and vote. Who cares? Doesn't matter to me. They'll pick somebody eventually and my life will be fine or not. But I'm not sure it matters based on who the Speaker of the House is. And the left wing media media will act like the country being drugged through a horror as <laughs> whatever. Who cares? I busted Hanson up behind the scenes. I said, Hanson, this is a historic day. And all right. When the clown show's over, let me know. I've seen clown shows before. I know what happens. Anyway. Oh, uh, so I came across yeah, this. I'll tell this. you how the clown show works. The one guy that pull out of the audience, he's in on the gag. What? He's in on the gag. Oh, my God. I've been duped. Uh, this guy's become one of my favorite historians and writers. He's a podcaster, I think, and a, and a writer, Thomas Sapoyo. I'm not sure how to say his name. It doesn't matter. But um, he did this thing, this uh, string on Twitter, which I still call Twitter, um, called, uh, well, it's something useful to remember when you're hearing people bellowing about decolonization. And he calls it, speaking of uh, poorly named uh, uh, principles, the principle of a-holes all the way down. <laughs> Which I believe is um, some variation on the turtles all the way down theory of something or other. I've never quite understood, but it's a very popular phrase. Yeah, I I read it and got it, then immediately forgot what it means. Uh, So anyway, I'll I'll look it up. Don't bother emailing. Sturgill Simpson has a great song called that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Fantastic. I got to listen to some Sturgill Simpson today. Anyway, uh, so he says, let's start with the typical example of colonization, the Spanish Empire. Uh, Number one, the Aztecs. AMLO, the president of Mexico, has asked Spain to apologize many times for its colonization of America. AMLO, like nearly every Latin American leader, looks rather white to me, which suggests to me that those living in Spain today are more likely to be the non-settler types, and maybe the Latin American leaders are the descendants of the colonizers. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is absolute, yeah, that's clearly true. I mean, we could stop there. Uh, it's true that uh, Cortez conquered and devastated the Aztecs. Millions died in an atrocious war of conquest, and millions more would fall under the Spanish Empire's yoke for centuries. Of course, the Aztecs weren't saints either. Something is frequently left out of the story. The Aztecs had just spent a century invading and subjugating neighboring city-states. When Cortez arrived, he allied with the Tlaxala, the t- Laxcala? I don't know how to pronounce that. Who are fighting for their life and independence. They won, and those folks remained independent for the entire duration of the Spanish Empire. Uh, Of course, before the Aztecs, there had been layers upon layers of civilizations replacing each other. Olmec, Zapotec, Mixtec, Huastec, Toltec, not in communion with nature and each other. This is not the only time this happened. Let's turn to another famous uh, colonizer, Columbus. When Columbus arrived to the Caribbean, he found two people, the Tainos and the Carib, hence the name. The Tainos were seemingly nice. The Carib had nice habits like cannibalism. The Caribs were in the process of exterminating the Tainos. This was the fifth wave of replacement in that region. Let's cross the Atlantic. The African slave trade. Europe and America benefited from centuries of subjugation of slaves from Africa. The mass plunder from triangle trade might have even triggered the Industrial Revolution. And the triangle trade, if you don't know, is sugar and tobacco, cotton, go to Europe. Textiles, rum, manufactured goods go to Africa, the slaves to America, and that's the, the thought of the triangle trade. Anyway, but the Europeans had not conquered Africa at that point. That happened mostly in the late 1800s. They just started operating like Arab and Muslim traders had for centuries. How were they getting the slaves? From local African kingdoms. Who, had, who would capture and enslave other Africans and had been doing that for centuries. Does that change the morality of it? Absolutely not. It's all horrendous. 
It's just that Africans, like Europeans and Arabs and Asians and Americans, all raided, massacred, captured, and enslaved others. The horror from the colonial era was not due to different morals, but different tools, which allowed plunder and destruction at industrial scales unheard of before. The same as the Holocaust is so much worse because the Nazis were the first to make real what others had dreamed. And then he goes into, as we've discussed before, uh, the Levant, the, the Middle East. As discussed in this thread, the layers upon layers of invasions and empires have left strata of skulls and blood in the soil. The current one is just the latest iteration. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago or a week ago. And then he even goes into my people, Neanderthals. There were other, they were other humans like us, like the Denisovans, like the other homos. They all thrived for millennia. No Oh, boy. They all thrive. I was afraid. I was afraid. Anyway, uh, they all thrive for millennia, then surprisingly disappear just as Homo sapiens arrived in the area. What a coincidence. Uh, That is true genocide. They wiped out uh, uh, my people, the Neanderthals. I pronounce it Neanderthal to show that I'm better than you. Um, so, yeah, the whole colonization thing. It's so dopey. Okay, so the last people to take it by blood and force are the legitimate owners forever. The previous guys would like a word with you. Or if somebody takes it tomorrow, what the hell's the difference? Well, uh, the, yeah, the problem is when you pick, like, you go back, like, three and stop there, but ignore the previous six. <laughs> And you just pick that one as those are the rightful owners. What? Mm -hmm. We have had uh, one or two listeners make the point that um, that in Israel, when the U.N. came in and declared we got to have a state for the Jews to live in because they're getting slaughtered everywhere. um, The some of the land that was owned that was appropriated or bought. And it's a complex history and full of ugliness and and, uh, questionable transactions, that sort of thing. I don't deny that for a second. Um, but they made the case modern standards of legal ownership were in place. And that is one difference in parts of the Middle East. And that's, that's a pretty good argument. Okay, honestly. fine. Even if even if you 100% agree with that, I don't understand how you get to beheading babies last Saturday. Oh, no, absolutely not. They've got it now. If you want it back, you got to take it by force. Because like every civilization for all of history, it's their stuff now. Or at one of the many points where you could have agreed to some sort of, we get this land, but you get to continue to exist. The so-called oh, yeah. two-state solution. 100%. No Palestinian leaders have been, ever been in favor of. Nope. They get everything they ask for and still walk away. Very frustrating. And it ain't over yet. Oh, yeah. So my, I, I did finally find some history for my son last night. I want him to watch some educational videos. He's missed way too much school between COVID and his football injury and everything. But anyway, um, I uh, struck on a video that was kind of aimed for younger people about the history of Israel and Palestinians and that sort of thing. And it was pretty interesting. My, my son very quickly grabbing onto the idea of it's gone back and forth a whole bunch of times over thousands of years. But my point was, I actually made the point. I said, you know what's amazing? And then I flipped over to ABC News, which I had recorded, and said, look. And we watched like the first two minutes of ABC News from last night. And they're still killing each other over it. We had that conversation for a while. Because it's just, it's really quite amazing. You watch a history show about this and go back 3,000 years? 
And then you turn on the news from today and it's the same people killing the same people. It's amazing that we yeah. as human beings can't work that out somehow. Yeah, agreed. It's horrible. And as I told my other son last week when we were watching the news, I said, when I was exactly your age, my dad was flipping on the evening news and watching this exact same story. Different names. Yeah. This is amazing. Well, in some cases, not different names. Netanyahu was around then. Um, but yeah, it's just absolutely amazing that we, the, we, human beings are, that human nature is human nature. Identity politics are poison. Almost always. I don't know why I have a, I feel like this Biden trip to Israel is going to be a really big deal. I don't know why I'm feeling that. Mm. And just a, like spidey sense sort of thing. Like it just either geopolitically from a Iran, Hezbollah, something happens, we get involved or him having an old man moment because, you know, he avoided it last week. My favorite right-wingers feel like that that was the best speech Joe Biden ever gave. But he's still him, and he's still ancient, and his brain still don't work. So he's still got... He's going to be... The former Secretary of State. What? We're the United States of America, for God's sake. He He's still going to do a lot of extemporaneous speaking in a lot of different situations on camera and have an opportunity for an old man moment. And he just keeps getting older. So, yeah, it absolutely has the feeling every time he does anything publicly, your kid who's bad at piano, given his piano recital, you're just holding your breath. <laughs> oh, God. I haven't had that. I have that. I guess I have had that a little bit. Sam doing drum line at the football game and marching. And I'm like, you know, watching him. He's hitting the mallet at the same time as the guy next to him. So it looks like it's what he's supposed to be doing. There you go. <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> Uh, stay here. Armstrong and Getty. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market. 
as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Okay, we're going to run through a couple of things here, and we will dwell on them if they, we feel the need for dwelling. Um, headline, shocking moment, Massachusetts town councilor yells at an anti-vaxxer, storms out after he accused her of conflict of interest at a public meeting. Okay, so this is another one of our, like your school board meetings or uh, any of your city town council meetings. COVID, uh, you know, breakdown of decorum and that sort of stuff. Have let's, you been a good little Nazi? Let's hear how this goes. Okay. Yes, thank you for uh, your attention to this matter. Go eat some I, ice cream. Yeah, why don't you go f- yourself? Wow. Go eat some ice cream. Go blank yourself. Was Be she better? A, was she a fat person? Oh. That there are more delicate ways to put that question, you monster. Well, I'm trying to figure out why why that is. She heavy set? Is she overweight? Does she have a weight problem? All right. Um, wow. Th- 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 that's the only way that clip makes sense, isn't it? Why don't you go have it, some it, ice cream? <laughs> is being is being oh, called horrible. an ice cream eater some insult in Massachusetts or something? Well, I don't know. No, it doesn't make any sense unless she's a heavy person. Is she a heavy person, Katie? She's really not. Oh, okay. No. Well, then how is that? Because he, he said it like it was an insult. Why don't you go eat some ice cream? Ooh. Struck a chord. Why don't you go rake oh, the leaves? Why don't you go blank yourself? <laughs> Say that again, Michael. <laughs> okay. Yes, thank you for uh, your attention to this matter. Yep. Going in town like she would uh, go with anything you said. Go eat some I, ice cream. Yeah, why don't you go f- yourself? Yeah, the intonation or the whole, the way, they, why don't you go blank yourself is not, right. it doesn't make sense to, why don't you go eat this some ice cream? This isn't a monkey court. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> the emphasis is not right on any of those phrases. Well, and, and she hits him with uh, something like, it's a good thing nobody in town likes you, and we don't care what you say. Why don't you go eat some ice cream? Why don't you go F yourself? <laughs> go I, eat some I, ice cream. Yeah, why don't you go F yourself? Yeah. No, that's not the way you say that, sweetheart. It's it's the first word that's kind of the key one. Well, you the don't, emphasis is on the first one. But you don't need to say the other one. Why don't you go eat some ice cream? Why don't you go eat some ice cream? What? What kind of an insult what? is that? I don't. I don't know. I really don't. Go eat some ice cream. Yeah, why don't you go f- yourself? You, I, I don't know about the vaccine issue you were dis- you guys were discussing, but you've really confused. Go eat some ice cream. <laughs> why don't you go blank yourself? Wow. Was he blanking someone else earlier? <laughs> I don't know. It's unclear to me. You people need to be better at being angry at each other. You're difficult to follow. Yes, exactly. We're trying to enjoy and you people losing your tempers and hurtling insults, but the insults are not working for us. Right. Was the uh, over-modulated anti-vaxxer currently making love with the councilwoman? 
And she said, why don't you go blank yourself? <laughs> Interrupting their coitus? Okay. Is that yeah, what was thank happening? Thank you for uh, your attention I to said, this matter. Nothing yep. going in town like she uh, would go, anything you said. Go, go eat some I? ice cream. Yeah, why don't you go f*** yourself? Go eat some ice yeah, cream. Yeah, go eat some ice cream. <laughs> Is that an expression there? I don't know. I'll have to seek out and ask a Massachusettsan. I'm going to come up with random insults that just leave people. Be- <laughs> hey, I want you to comb your hair and I'll walk out of the room. <laughs> what? My hair? What? <laughs> hey, why don't you go wax a car, huh? <laughs> Maybe you should tie your shoes. Huh? <laughs> They're tied. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I don't know what that uh. is. So here's an insult. I'm an idiot. I left off the conclusion from that great thread about colonialism. Um, I'll hit you with it really quickly. He says, what lessons? 30 seconds, Michael. Jim Jordan. This is wisdom. This is the culminating wisdom. Jim Jordan has 214, 214 votes as the votes are coming in right now. He needs to get to 218 or 217. Well, know. it depends on how many people are there. It's not the simple math of 435 divided by half because I don't know how many people are there. Right. Um, it's got people going to eat ice cream, for instance. <laughs> not, not there to vote. We got more. We'll figure this all out when we come back. Armstrong and Getty. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. It was exhilarating. Exhilarating, it was energetic. Okay. And if they weren't exhilarated, then wait a minute. By this, this challenge to the monopoly of violence, by this shifting of the balance of power, then they would not be you 
Yeah, that's Cornell University professor Russell Rickford talking about how exhilarating it was to see the Hamas terrorist attacks and how they upset the balance of power. And if you're not exhilarated by that, what are you doing? And the crowd of brainwashed little college twits says, yeah, and claps. Yeah, that was disturbing. Even if even if you've got a, a view of the world that includes uh, Israel's on the wrong side of this Israel-Palestinian argument over the years, even if you're solidly in that camp, how you can get exhilaration out of decapitating babies is hard for me to understand. Yeah. Murdering young people who are dancing. So collective punishment of Palestinians would be awful. Collective punishment of Israelis, perfectly okay. Exactly. Including yep. children who obviously can't be blamed for anything. I'm you stuck. nailed it. I just, it just doesn't work for me. This got some attention yesterday, speaking of various professors at various colleges. UC Berkeley law professor. This isn't going where you think it's going. UC Berkeley law professor urges firms not to hire his anti-Semitic students. Wow. Berkeley law professor warning future employers not to hire his students, accusing some of them of being anti-Semitic in an opinion piece published Sunday. My students are largely engaged and well-prepared, and I regularly recommend them to legal employers. But if you don't want to hire people who advocate hate and practice discrimination, don't hire some of my students, he said. Wow, good for him. I'm sure he'll be disciplined for that, but... So we haven't talked much about the horrific uh, slaying of that poor six-year-old Palestinian-American child in Chicago. I don't know why it's we worth... would talk about it. Well, we're talking about it now because a group of Chicago-area rabbis attended the funeral of the, of the child. Rabbi Ari Hart wrote afterwards, quote, The murder of a six-year-old because of his faith and his identity is not complicated. It is a heinous crime, and that's why we went today. Oh, it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible, obviously. But I don't know if, you, if you've seen this guy, the landlord... So this mom and kid uh, lived in this place, uh, paid rent to him, apparently got along fine. He got gifts for the kid. They played together and stuff like that. But according to NPR, he was listening to conservative talk radio and became concerned that uh, uh, these people are of Palestinian origin. Uh, People from Palestine are out to kill him. And so he went in and stabbed a six-year-old to death, which makes him completely crazy, I think. Uh, yes. Based on the pictures, he looks completely crazy. I don't see any, like, larger, in the larger context of things, import to the story, other than trying to go with the whole, my biggest concern is a backlash angle. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That and horror porn makes for good clickbait. Sure. I mean, it's a horrible story, but horrible things happen on a regular basis. I just, the, the fact that the news media tried to wedge this into the overall, I mean, tech plates of history iran versus the united states stuff yesterday just seemed crazy mm-hmm. i would agree horrible story though um so here's something i didn't know i was reading mark halpern's political newsletter today he's mentioned this a couple of times uh if jim jordan the shirt-sleeved Republican from Ohio ends up being Speaker of the House. Mark Halpern says there's going to be a giant oppo research dump on that whole wrestling Mm. sexual something story. Remember that from a few years ago? 
Yeah. Was it one of his assistant coaches or he ale- or he was an assistant coach and the head coach allegedly was uh, molesting people and he knew or should have known or no- knew and covered it up or something? Yeah. Right. It's something like that. But anyway, Halpern says expect an oppa if he gets elected today, expect that story to go big again. Hmm. It just is an attempt to damage him. And I don't know if there's like more stuff there than we heard before. I remember it kind of just went away as a story. But yeah, I could see that. So that in included in any of the headline stuff from the evening news, Representative Jim Jordan of Ohio was elected Speaker of the House of Republicans. He's the 152nd Speaker of the House, second one from Ohio, blah, blah, blah. And he's being accused of, you know, you get to throw that into the story. Dredging it up again. Sure. Yeah. So expect And the that. compliant media will comply. Yep. Absolutely. Crap. I'm not looking forward to that. Uh, you could speak to this. Dieting as a couple. You've done that, haven't you? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. I'm and these. All these dieting stories are getting my attention because, man, I am off the beam. You know how you can get on the beam sometimes, and when you're on the beam, it it feels like you're always going to be on the beam, and like you've like somehow cracked the code or become a new person. I was oh, on yeah. the beam for like a year and a half. I just was. I just was on it. This is my new thing. This is what I'll be the rest of my life. Sure, I can buy all new clothes in this size because I have somehow changed my DNA and I'm never going to fall. And then I've been on the beam like Simone Biles. I'm telling you, I know exactly what you mean. It's so that that's why I am not a believer in the whole uh, when you're fighting something slips don't matter. Slips matter hugely. You may never mm. get back there again. With your dieting, exercise, drinking, whatever your thing is that you're trying to quit, I just think you can't. There, you can't have cheat days. At least that's the way it's worked for my psychology all along. I uh, think it varies person to person. Honestly, uh, I don't. Could. I don't have it a could, strong opinion but it on the work. topic. It's never, cheat days yeah. of, of anything have never worked for me. I got to either be on the beam or not on the beam. And you're an uh, all or nothing guy, though. I am an <clears> all or nothing guy. Anyway, dieting is couples. This study reveals romantic partners don't influence your weight loss, that it doesn't work to do that sort of thing. That doesn't make sense to me. No, I, I'm surprised to hear that. Uh, I thought many, many, many studies had shown that it helps to have some a partner, a diet partner. Yeah, and I've heard and if that. If your partner is your diet partner, you'd think that'd be just fine. Yeah, and I've heard that in like drug addiction and all kinds of different things, you know, having somebody to be accountable to um, uh, or that you do it with just seems like a good idea. Keeping in mind that many studies are crap. Most. I think yeah. uh, my study has shown that the vast majority of studies are crap. And social science is frequently not science at all. It's just dressed up as science. Also probably should throw in that this is a media recounting of a study in which the researcher themselves oh. might actually say, I didn't say that at all. Or this is preliminary. You can't make a conclusion like that based on what I just did. So yep. might not even be the fault of the researcher, but, but incredibly you're, likely your personal, your lived experience. That's oh, good, good, well played. Your lived experience is that uh, working with a romantic partner on dieting does work. Jack, my truth is that Judy and I have worked together to reinforce our best habits, and it's worked great. And you can't deny my truth with your science, which probably isn't even science. What gets you? What's your experience of getting back on the beam once you've fallen off the beam? Mm, t- 
takes a while. <laughs> I might have had one the other day. You know, a common one is seeing yourself in a picture. You hear that one a lot? Oh, yeah. Where you see oh, a picture of yourself, yeah. you go, oh, wow. I didn't see myself in a picture, but I saw myself in a reflection of something. I don't remember where I was, but it was one of those, like, halls of mirrors things where you got, like, a window here and a door here, and I was, like, getting an angle I never see of myself. And I mm-hmm. looked over and I thought, who is that over there? And then I realized it was me. And I thought, that's what I look like from that angle? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely one of those moments like, holy <laughs> crap. Yeah, Who's I the saw fat a picture. Guy of- over there? I wonder what that fat guy dressed like me is doing over there. I was thinking to myself. I saw a picture of myself the other day and I said, where am I? Am I standing behind that hog? <laughs> <laughs> Why is that fat guy looking at me dressed in the same clothes? That's weird. What do you want, fat man? <laughs> Why don't you go eat some ice cream, hey, huh? Eat some ice cream, fat guy. Quit, quit, quit staring at me. Quit dressing <laughs> like me, fat guy. And why don't you shave? <laughs> oh, it's funny because it's true. <laughs> no kidding. Oh, God. Well, maybe that'll be the moment. Before the end of the show, I would like to squeeze in the conclusion that the learned historian uh, bestowed upon us after the long thread about how the whole decolonization thing is just dumb. It's an artificial, another wackadoo academia thing that's just designed to radicalize people and give them an excuse to overthrow the system. It's just another brand of neo-Marxism, but he has some really good conclusions. Cool. We will finish strong next. Armstrong and Getty. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty.
Getty Show. The chair now recognizes the gentlewoman from New York, Ms. Stefanik. Mr. Speaker pro temp, Madam Clerk, colleagues, on behalf of the House Republican Conference, I rise today to nominate the gentleman from Ohio, Jim Jordan, as Speaker of the People's House. There you go. And he'll either be the Speaker of the House or he won't, and you'll be fine when you find out whenever that happens, and you'll never remember this moment. This is a historic day, Jack. I agree. Jim I, Jordan, blah, blah, blah. I plan to firemen's carry this agenda forward, says the wrestler. <laughs> Put on a red nose and oversized shoes, you bunch of clowns. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, boy. So I uh, read you that thread from the historian guy who's talking about how the whole colonialism thing is is just so oversimplified and overstated and how dumb it is as, you know, various empires and countries and people and tribes have tr- traded the land back and forth and back and forth. And, and many of them have been uh, brutal about it. But <coughs> excuse me. He says, what lessons can we derive from this? The history of humans is littered with invasions, massacres, and genocide. We're a-holes all the way down. No, nobody is more righteous. It's our current culture that has stopped that. Let's cherish it. Mm. The wars of conquest. Mm, good one. That's one of the reasons everybody is so, who is against the Russian conquest of Ukraine, is so against it. We don't want that to start again. He says, does that mean it's, uh, does this all mean it's okay to invade? That might is right. Absolutely not. Invasions and ethnic cleansing are terrible. This is precisely what we've learned to avoid. We share much more culturally and intellectually with citizens of other countries today than with humans from the past. We just inherited their language and symbols, and our states feed us propaganda as education to build their nations. Don't let them. Pick your own story. You can go back as far as you want to justify anything you want, as we saw in the Levant thread. Focusing on the past obscures the present. Most decolonization has already happened. We ain't decolonizing much more. Focusing on the wrongs of the past prevent us from focusing on the wrongs of the present. Uh, and they might be whatever you think they are. But yeah, the whole obsession with decolonization, it's just another neo-Marxist strategy to get young people fired up that we need to tear down the system. It's always the same. Is it about systemic racism? Tear down the system. Is it about, uh, you know, radical queer theory? There's no such thing as a man and a woman. you got to tear down the system, rewrite the laws. Decolonization, tear down the system. It's all neo-Marxism. Yeah, I don't know where this is all going. Nobody does. President's going to Israel tomorrow. Their biggest concern, according to reporting, is that Hezbollah gets involved and we get sucked into it, and it's us against Iran and all this sort of stuff. Hopefully not, but it, it reminded me the day, uh, other day when this happened in Israel, when I had been focusing so much attention on Ukraine, which is still going on every single day. And like Ian Bremmer said, he said, nobody's asked me about Ukraine in, in a week. Um, I read a book, a history book years ago. I don't remember what the name of it was. It was some sort of history of the 20th century. I thought, I'm going to read this. And I read a good chunk of it. It turned out to be insanely dry. But one of the takeaways I got from it was how many wars there were that I never heard of or remembered or whatever, because everybody focuses on World War I and II, maybe throw in some Vietnam. 
Um, but there were so many wars, like in the 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 chapters of nineteen hundred to nineteen ten, had so many different wars around the country happening here and there, and they were a big deal at the time. And were they going to turn into something bigger or not? That's just the history of the planet, and they uh, they can build up over time and then kind of come together in one giant one every now and then. Yeah, but the little ones are going on all along. Little ones are going on all along, all over the place. Yeah. Well, and some of the quote-unquote little ones, hundreds of thousands of people die. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, and, you know, for an individual family or human being, it, it doesn't really make any difference for you whether this was a big war for the history books or a little war for the history books. It still was awful for you and your family. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, headline from the uh, Journal of Wall Street. Russia goes on the offensive in Ukraine and suffers heavy losses. Moscow's assault on the Avdivka line, which I hadn't heard of before, shows how hard it is for either side to move the front line. And then they go into Ukraine's military, said it destroyed dozens of Russian tanks, other armed vehicles, killed hundreds of Russian troops while losing little territory. Very much like the uh, so-called Ukrainian counteroffensive, which you know gained a few miles at terrible cost. I think they're officially in a stalemate. Well, so many of these countries get involved in these wars that the history books don't remember because they don't have greater global significance. Uh, we're just so lucky that we don't have to don't have to deal with that. I mean, we've been involved in a number of wars, but um, none that threatened our homeland. Thank God. Right, not in a serious way. Um, what's our general stance on men who wear bow ties? Do we have a? Uh, do we make any assumptions about people who wear bow ties? Like I make assumptions about people who have personalized license plates for instance do we make any assumptions about people who have bow ties i'm thinking of that mchenry guy who's running the house vote i will i will tolerate it well that's mighty open-minded of you as opposed to what attack him (laughs) um no it's it's a little fancy i feel like it's just a, a trying too hard that's yeah that's what i mean it's trying a bit hard but uh again I'm not going to make it one of my many jihads. Oh, no, no, no. On, on my list of things to be concerned about, it's fairly low. Where does it rank in terms of the man bun, for instance? <laughs> in the list take, of annoyances. Take a bow tie over a man bun any day. All right. You have stolen my dreams, my childhood, with your final thoughts. How dare you? You know, if you walked up to me, you got a man bun, a bow tie, and you're going sockless, probably not a guy I want to talk to. Wow. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Some sort of mandatory sock doctrine. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day. There he is, our technical director, Michael. What's your final thought, Michael? Hey, it was great to be back, but on vacation, my wife and I, we discovered this small Chinese restaurant where one woman runs the whole thing. She cooks, she busses the table, she does everything. It was the best food we've ever had. Are you sure you didn't just ran- walk randomly into some Chinese person's home? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I hope not. Katie Green, our esteemed newswoman, has a final thought for us. Katie. Well, you'll remember not too long ago, I had to look at all of the images from Hunter Biden's laptop. But earlier, Jack said he lives in a world where he has also seen Hunter Biden's penis. So did you go looking for it? No, no, I was not looking for it at all. Hey, hey, it's cool. Don't ask, don't tell. It's fun. (laughs) Jack, do you have a final thought for us? Uh, yeah, I hope that catching my reflection in a couple of mirrors the other day where I thought, who's that fat guy wearing the 49ers hat? And it was me, uh, you know, gets me back on the beam of not eating crap or something. And my final thought is, I hope somebody can enlighten me on the whole, why don't you eat some ice cream thing? 
Because I don't think she was a heavy set gal. Let's just. Is there a subtext there? Is there a scandal involving a dirty yeah. scooper in that town? In, or? or it's a TikTok insult that everybody under 30 knows about, but we don't? No. Oh, I hate to be on hip. Armstrong <laughs> and Getty wrapping up another grueling four hour workday. So many people to thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have some fabulous t-shirts there and hats and and sports bras and stuff. It helps to keep the whole crew on the payroll. Pick up a uh, things are getting weird fast t-shirt, huh? It's like when I bought food the other night and my eighth grader sat down, my teenager, and said, oh, this is straight bussin'. And I... I is it now, son? <laughs> mm. <laughs> See you tomorrow. God bless America. Armstrong and Getty. So how did that feel? Um, Zer, fur, nur, dim, zif. To to Paris, phrase the former Secretary of State. That is the climax of foolishness. We're the United States of America, for God's sake. Go eat some ice cream. Yeah, why don't you go yourself? Are you sure of that, dude? Well, absolutely. Okay. That is full-on crazy. Like I'd run into somebody with a head full of acid. On that high note, thank you all very much. (laughs) Armstrong and Getty. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.